with a full line of live bait and tackle, a propane fill, the perfect ice house, and even make informed suggestions on where to drill your holes. Don't hit the Cuyuna Country ice until you hit Orzen Mine on Highway 6 in Crosby. And we'll kick off the show with our local report, and we bring in Nate Blazing with uh, SNW Guide Service. Nate is always keeping a close eye on the fishing here in the immediate Brainerd Lakes area. And uh, coming off this past week, Nate, we had a cold front come rolling through here. I don't know how that affected things, but uh, what can you tell us out there as far as fishing goes? Well, the cold front definitely did affect fish for a few days. Um, the other thing that we had to help us was actually this past weekend with the full moon, and that really seemed to get the fish going, um, especially towards the end of the, the walleye season here. Um, we spent some time Friday and Saturday over on Mille Lacs fishing walleyes, and day was average probably, but in the evening and nighttime, the bite really picked up, and those fish seemed to be keyed in on that full moon. So it was it was a lot of fun, and actually heard from quite a few other people in the area, whether it was gull and whitefish, um, and very similar uh, results. Even during the day, they had some results uh, for walleye. So that bite really picked up, and I guess pretty normal for the full moon. So it was it was kind of fun to enjoy that. the uh, The thing that we noticed though was jigging was not real productive for whatever reason those fish wanted just a dead stick um usually using again shiners or small sucker minnows and they would absolutely hammer it but yet they would come in on a jig and as soon as you you know moved your jig a little bit they'd just dart away and go over to that dead stick so that was kind of interesting i don't have you know real reason why that was but again we like to let the fish tell us what they want and they wanted a dead stick so that's kind of interesting uh, because I, I a lot of times you don't think about it, but uh, tactics do change a little bit when we go through these full moon patterns. Yeah, and then, you know, the other odd thing with that, too, is I got out Saturday and did some uh, panfish fishing, mainly for crappies on a area lake, and that was just the opposite. Those fish were super, super aggressive. They were coming in suspended. Uh, I was fishing right around that 18 to 20 feet of water, and most of those fish were coming through 10 to 12 feet down. And they were hitting bobbers and minnows, too. But if you had any kind of a jig in front of them, those things were just creaming it. Um, so it was kind of the complete opposite of the walleye. So, again, you never quite know. That's why you try a little everything. It's kind of the same way if people are targeting perch, Nate? Yep, yep, I would say that. Uh, again, those perch can be kind of finicky. Um, but if you get them interested and curious, a lot of times, you know, you'll get them to commit. Uh, I'd say downsize, again, for the perch. Uh, wax worms and something flashy to get their attention um, but yeah the perch stuff is still it's it's picking up we're starting to see again some more nice perch caught on gull i have not heard a whole lot on winnie or or leech at this point but uh, i think we're just getting to that stage where people should start chasing those a little more and you'll start hearing some more reports on them We've got the Garrison DU tournament this weekend, too, uh, fishing for ducks out on Mille Lacs. Uh, what have you heard out there, Nate? Is everything still kind of the same old, same old? Yeah, the, the conditions out there, ice conditions are pretty good. Um, you know, a fair amount of ice, so you can pretty much drive everywhere. The, the thing is, due to that melting pattern we had, the snow that is left is really, really hard. And any of the roads that were out there or off-road trails that people had, had burned through before they're pretty rough so you really got to take it easy and slow but you can get pretty much anywhere you want to go um really good tulipy action again out there uh, any of the mud flats or that deeper water so i think there's going to be quite a few tulipy caught out there i would guess some perch and 
probably a lot of walleyes. It's, again, that slot over there is going to be the challenging thing for how many walleyes actually get to get weighed in. So, And I'd imagine, too, if somebody, you know, those big piker in Mille Lacs, too, they could end up uh, with something there. Uh, there's so many really nice pike over there. Uh, we haven't ran into any this year, but, again, we're primarily been fishing out on the mud flats, which there's some pike and muskie out there, but not near as many as if you fish more of the inshore stuff for the weed lines. So, um, with that being, you know, by Garrison on the reef there, I think, yeah, there's a pretty good shot that someone could bump into a, a really nice northern, too. And you mentioned the ice conditions out there on Mille Lacs. Is it pretty similar about some of our other local lakes here, too, or is it a little bit better? I would say it's it's probably a little easier to get around out there. But, again, whether it's whitefish, gull, some of the smaller lakes around here, uh, you can pretty much go where you want to go as long as you got four-wheel drive. It's, again, key is just taking it slow. Um, so yeah, there's not really any travel restrictions right now. I know I talked to a couple of guys, even going up to Pelican with wheelhouses and yeah, you can, you can get around as long as you're careful. Uh, there's not too many banks as long as you stay away from old plow roads. If you hit those banks, <laughs> you're going to do some damage to your vehicle because those things are rock hard. But if you get off at the right place, no problem. And I know we're a little early yet for pout, but you have talked to some people who have done okay and that's only going to get better. Yeah, yeah. So that was, uh, I think, uh, two weeks ago when I'd ran into some pout not trying, and uh, the same thing's happening. Talking to more and more people are starting to target them now that it's getting to the end of the walleye season, and those pout are starting to stage for spawning, and guys are definitely having luck. Again, with the full moon, quite a few more people were out fishing at night, and I saw a lot of pictures of people with some really nice pout. So, um, again, if you're looking for some fun and some action, get out find some deep water with hard bottom and a shallower structure next to it. And chances are, you know, again, gull, whitefish, malacs are the main ones around here, leech. All of them have pout, and I think uh, you'll have some fun action if you put some time in. A couple other things before we let you go, Nate. Uh, we talked a, lot, a couple of weeks ago, actually, about uh, the Walleye Alliance banquet coming up, and then you've got a uh, open water tournament that's coming up later on this year as well. And you guys have kind of firmed up a few more things that you wanted to update us on. Sure. The Spring Banquet again, April 23rd at the Woods. Uh, Jimmy Linder is going to be speaking, and kind of the the big thing we did this year is we just decided uh, for the meal we're going to have a walleye dinner. Uh, we got a lot of feedback on that from last year, so we're working with the Woods, and sounds like we're going to be able to make that happen, so I think uh, that should be exciting to have a delicious walleye meal. Uh, tickets will be 40 bucks, and we will have a link up soon on both our Facebook page and our website. Um, for that and then the spring tournament again that's going to be may 16th and we're doing it out of ernie's it's going to be a 400 dollars entry fee five fish one of which can be over 20 inches um and i think there's going to be a pretty sizable purse that we're able to pay back out so i think we'll have quite a bit of interest on that and again tickets will be available on our website and our facebook page here probably later this week we're just in the process of putting those links up so quite a bit going on with that stuff yeah it's good to see are you getting a lot of feedback on the walleye alliance and, and people interested in it <laughs> i'm glad you asked that yeah it's been a busy uh week here since session started on tuesday um again we tried to get a little more active in terms of getting the word out and, and so forth so social media has kept me pretty darn busy at night and uh some phone calls and uh, you know the, the other interesting thing is since 
kind of our group has gotten out there. I've gotten calls from folks that want our position on wakeboard boats. Um, talked to a person that's related to the new loon center up on Cross Lake in terms of the, the conversation on lead free tackle and ammunition. And so, again, we're trying to focus on just walleyes here, but there's a whole lot of stuff environmentally that's out there. And so, a lot of these groups are kind of touching bases to see where everyone stands and for support and so forth. So, um, but again, I'd say in the, for the most part, the vast majority of folks that we've talked to are still definitely in favor of a reduction down to four. So um, it, it got its first hearing, I think, for Carrie uh, Root's um, session. So we're just kind of waiting on that until we have a little more formal chance to testify and, and speak on that. But we're, we're heading in the right direction right now, so it's pretty exciting. Yeah, you guys are doing good work there with the Walleye Alliance. And uh, like you said, just check out your website and your Facebook page for updates and information on those events, right? Yep, and our website's www.walleyealliance.com and Facebook, just Walleye Alliance, Inc. And i got a whole bunch of stuff up there. We've been updating it quite often. So, If people want more information on you, Nate, maybe still want to book a guide trip, how can they do that? Sure. Uh, you can go to our website, which is www.snwguideservice.com, or just call up the SNW Bait Shop, and uh, they can take care of you or get get in contact with me. Sounds good. That's Nate Blazing with SNW Guide Service, always supplying us with some good information. I appreciate it, buddy, and we'll talk to you next week. Sounds good. Thanks much, Brian. Take care. More of Brainerd Outdoors after this on B93.3. Whether it's for fun, sport, or hunting, if you love to shoot, you know it's important to go to a gun shop that has everything you need. That's Freedom Firearms in Brainerd. Freedom Firearms isn't a huge gun shop, which means Russ, the owner, attends to his customers. They carry rifles, shotguns, pistols, suppressors, distance precision rifles, plus ammo and accessories and gunsmithing. Plus, they offer $25 transfer fees. Buy, sign, or trade at Freedom Firearms, two blocks east of the historic water tower between Little Caesars and O'Reilly. Welcome back to Brainerd Outdoors on B93.3 and we take a glance at our events calendar and coming up March 6th through the 8th up on Lake Bemidji is the NAFC which is the National Association of uh, Ice Fishing Circuit and uh, the National Qualifier Tournament is going on up there and we're lucky enough to be joined by Brady Loudon. Brady is the Assistant Director for Visit Bemidji. Brady, welcome to Brainerd Outdoors. Yeah, hey, it's great to be here. It's nice to be on, Brian. Thanks for having me. Yeah, we're going to talk a little bit about this tournament uh, because it's it's a three-day event. you got the registration there on Friday the 6th of March, and then the uh, high school tournament, which is open qualifier on that Saturday, and then the final national qualifier for the uh, Perch Tournament. That's coming up on Sunday, March 8th. We'll get into that here in just a bit. But first, wanted to talk to you about fishing up there because you uh, – when I asked you how you wanted me to intro you when we were talking off air, you said, uh, you know, obviously assistant director for Visit Bemidji, but you said all all I really do is just fish. <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're absolutely right. I I live for fishing, so Visit Bemidji supports my fishing addiction, so that's why I live in Bemidji. So. That's, that's awesome. Well, it's a good place to live for that, no doubt about that. Um, how's fishing been up there here the last week or so? Uh, you know, the fishing's been churning on. I know that with uh, basically those ice conditions, we've had some kind of sketchy ice conditions with that slush, but it's actually been very cold, and so that slush has kind of frozen up, and it's been able to get anglers out on the ice. Um, I would say that the fishing, uh, the perch fishing on Lake Bemidji has gotten very good. I've been told that it's on fire, actually, and it's only going to get better going into um, closer to spring and stuff, so... 
very excited about that. Um, we're hearing reports uh, on local area lakes that the walleye fishing early in the morning has been pretty good. That's uh, kind of typical what you'd expect and stuff. But, yeah, we're uh, pretty optimistic compared to what it was the last few months. So. You know, we talked to Jason Freed a lot on the show, Matt Brewer. They talk a lot about pout fishing up there as well. Uh, we might be oh, yeah. just a, a tad early for that, but that's only going to get better here coming up too. Yeah, yeah, the freshwater lobster. It's always fun to go after those as well. So, yeah, I'm I'm optimistic that that would be good as well. So, Do you have a favorite species you like to go after? Uh, I do. Uh, you know, I guess it depends on the season. Um, I would say that I... It's really fun to go after smallies in the summertime. Um, I really enjoyed that a lot. Um, I went over. To, I went to school over for college in uh, Wisconsin, and I went for salmon and uh, brown trout, steelhead, or people call them rainbows here. But um, I really like fishing for salmon. But that's not technically um, Minnesota species as much. You can talk about coho on Lake Superior and stuff. But um, yeah, I love salmon fishing. So ice fishing season? Are you, are you a perch guy? Is that your thing? Uh, I prefer perch. Um, I really enjoy crappies, and when you get those uh, school crappies, it's really fun to go after those as well. But I would have to say jigging for walleye on Upper Red Lake, um, it's hard to beat that early ice. I did really well the early ice season this year, so I would say walleye. Things are pretty quiet, though, right now on Red, huh? Yeah, yeah, I think it's slowed down quite a bit, and ice conditions have been kind of uh, questionable and stuff. But, yeah, I definitely took advantage of that early ice, but, yeah, it's definitely slowed down. So. And other things that we've talked to uh, Matt about, too, up there, and that is, you know, you think about Bemidji in that area. People should not sleep on some of those panfish lakes up there because those can get really good here in the coming weeks. Oh, absolutely. There's a lot of hidden, there's a lot of hidden gems. We have... Uh, 400 lakes in a 20 mile radius of Lake Bemidji and so there's so many little lakes that people just don't know about and they're kind of way off into the distance and so um, yeah the, the perch, bluegill, crappie, there's some sleepers out there you just have to work to get to them and stuff. So, so there you have it and uh, obviously as we've said many times Bemidji is a destination for people to uh to do fishing, not only for uh, ice fishing, but open water as well. I do want to talk about this tournament, uh, Brady, yeah. because it's coming up March 6th through the 8th. Tell me a little bit about it. Yeah, so um, Jack Baker is the president of the association. He'd reached out to me and asked, if, what is the opportunity that Bemidji could hold this national qualifying perch fishing tournament on that Sunday? And I said, well, let's make it happen, Jack. It's the first time it's ever came to Bemidji. And so, uh, yeah, we're very excited to be hosting it. Um, Friday is going to be that registration. Um, then on Saturday, there's going to be that kids ice camp happening that morning. Um, and then along with that high school fishing tournament. And I kind of like to talk about that kids ice camp because it's kind of a cool little thing that we have going on. It's basically where anyone can participate. Um, as long as you're like 12 years and older, it's free to anyone that wants to sign up for that. And basically you get introduced to the professionals in the ice fishing industry they do a seminar inside at the Hampton Inn and Suites, and then basically they take them out on the ice and they teach them how to fish. And then each um, child will be receiving a, um, a fishing rod along with that. So it's really a cool cool event, that ice, that ice camp. And then there's also going to be that high school tournament happening where you have um, anyone in the high school tournament can sign up for that. That's free. The top five places for that will be receiving a chance to go to the championship. And then they'll be able to get uh, 
uh, chance of winning uh, scholarship money for uh, school. So it's really a fantastic opportunity. That's for sure. Hey, back to that kids' ice camp for a second. You might have mentioned this, Brady, and I just missed it. Is there an age restriction on that? Uh, it's 12 and up. 12 and up. Uh, 12, ages of 12 and up, yep. So there you go. And the high school tournament itself, do, does Bemidji have a high school fishing team up there? Because I know here in Brainerd we got one, and they're pretty popular right now. Yeah, I actually know the Bar, if you're referencing the Bar Brothers, yep. I, I know them pretty well. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, Bemidji does have a high school team, and so it's something that we're trying to encourage uh, local anglers to be participating in. I know I wish I had this when I was in high school, so <laughs> I think those high school teams are becoming uh, pretty popular in town. Yeah, so. that's that's good to hear. Now, on that Sunday, March 8th, that's the final national qualifier, and this is an open qualifier event as well. It is. Yep, it's an open qualifier, which is really cool because basically the local anglers probably know Lake Bemidji better than people that are going to be coming across seven different states to participate in this tournament. And so they have a chance to be able to go against these pros, and then um, this is, you'd be winning cash prizes for this. So basically the amount of people that participate in this um, tournament will dictate how how much that cash prize is going to be for first, second, third, and so forth. So... um, yeah, it's really cool. There's going to be teams coming from Minnesota, Montana, Iowa, Wisconsin, Illinois. Um, a lot of people will be coming from different areas, so it's kind of a cool thing for Bemidji. And is this tournament something, how long has this been going on this year? Have they hit quite a few destinations, and then this is just one stop on the destination? or is? Yep, you got it. It's, uh, it's across the ice belt, so there's... Um, like the states that I had just mentioned before, they're going from, there's about... I would say 12 to 14 different tournaments throughout the entire year. And so Jack Baker's on the move. And so, I mean, we're talking about going to Yellowstone, um, being in Okeechobee, a lot of different places. So, um, yeah, that answers that. Yeah, well, that's a pretty cool thing. Uh, And and do you think if everything goes well, this may be something that could come back to Lake Bemidji on a, a regular basis? Absolutely, yeah. We're trying to get this on a yearly rotation. And actually, we're looking at some summer opportunities to try to get some more um, summer tournaments coming to Bemidji as well. So, yeah, I think this is kind of the test year, and we want to see how it goes. We'd like to make this a really large community event um, for the town as well. And we do want to mention there's also a meet-and-greet hosted at uh, Hampton Inn and Suites coming up on that uh, Friday night, March 6th. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, there's going to be that meet-and-greet, and so we're hoping to have some professionals in the industry be there. We have local guides, like you mentioned, Matt, um, Dick Beardsley, um, Jason Rylander, maybe Chaz Dubias. We're going to try to reach out to local uh, professionals in the industry and say, hey, here's the opportunity to meet some people in the industry, which would be really cool for the younger kids and people that want to get involved in the outdoors to have that opportunity and stuff. So, so if people want information on all of the events going on that weekend, uh, Brady, where's the best place they can get that? Absolutely. So you're going to go to uh, Jack Baker's website, which is www.naifc.com slash register and that's how you're going to be able to get registered on that website to be able to be a part of this uh, tournament. If you just want to go to naifc.com you'll be able to see that information that Jack has put up there for the entire tournament up-to-date results where they're at right now and all that. We're also going to be coming out with a new Visit Bemidji website within about the next two weeks. And so be looking for updates on that as well. Um, we're currently o- overgoing a transition at Visit Bemidji. So 
um, we're looking forward to that as well. Is there a social media component to this too? Uh, yes, we, we, we're posting updates on Facebook, and we're hoping to go live as well for the tournament and stuff. So I'll definitely be on the ice and be talking to anglers. And it's uh, so one thing I should have mentioned is they're going to be um, using snowmobiles, ATVs. They won't be able to use vehicles for this uh, tournament. They'll be using portables. So they'll be going all across the north side of Lake Bemidji, the south side. As long as it's on Lake Bemidji, they can go ever, anywhere they want. It's going to be a fun event. Uh, you can check it out. It's coming up March 6th through the 8th, and that is the uh, national qualifier of the 2020 North American Ice Fishing Circuit, otherwise known as NAIFC. And uh, if you want more information, NAIFC.com. And also visit Bemidji. You can check that out too. Brady said they'll have some updates coming here in the coming week for that. Brady Lawden, he is the assistant director for Visit Bemidji. I really look forward to this event, uh, Brady, and uh, we'll look forward to checking it out and uh, talking to you here real soon. Thanks so much, Brian, for having me on. All right, when we come back, we will go from up north to west of Brainerd Baxter and uh, talk to Eric Osberg with the Outdoor Report. He's got the latest out on Ottertail and what's been happening out there this winter. When we come back to Brainerd Outdoors on B93.3. Welcome back to Brainerd Outdoors on B93.3, and uh, we bring back Eric Osberg with the Outdoor Report. We haven't talked to Eric in a while, and he uh, spends a lot of time out on Otter Tail Lake, which has got a lot of stuff happening here, not only this winter. We're going to talk about an event. They're going to be hosting the Governor's Fishing Opener out on Otter Tail, if you're already thinking about open water season. Eric, welcome back. Thanks for having me, Brian. It's good to talk with you. Yeah, how has things been out there? I know I, I haven't really heard much from Otter Tail this winter, are you guys dealing with some of the same stuff we're dealing with? Uh, it's been kind of tricky ice all winter long. Have you guys had to deal with that too? It's been a lot of work, that's for sure. Uh, you know, usually ice fishing season starts with walking, you know, right? You, you know, the first few times you're going out, you're checking ice, you're walking. Well, well, that walking season got extended. And then just it, like everybody's dealing with, then the big snows came. And, and then now you're dealing with slush. Um, and, and flooding and refreezing. And so it has been, it has been not an ideal, uh, ice fishing season. That being said, we've been able to, to find some lakes with some decent ice and we've been able to get out and catch fish. Yeah, I mean, uh, right there on Otter Tail, uh, I think sometimes people get a little intimidated, like a lot of the times they do with bigger lakes. But if you know what you're doing out there, you got the right person to point you in the right direction. The thing about otter tail is there's all kinds of species in there. There is. And and we're discovering more and more, you know, as 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 we fish it more and more. And there's there's smallmouth bass in Otter Tail Lake. Now it's it's no malax or anything like that, right? Like you're not gonna go hammer five, six pounders, twenty you know, a dozen or two dozen. But uh yeah, there's you know, you've got your walleye, um you you've got large pike there is a special regs on pike on that lake so so be sure to check that um and the perch they're they're not they're not jumbo perch but you can you can squeeze a few eater perch out of there and uh again not that many people are ice angling for bass but there's you know bass there's panfish there's sturgeon in that lake sturgeon season is closed right now um but if you if you've got an aqua view or or a different underwater camera down the hole or or if you're sight fishing, we've seen them sight fishing. Um, it's a, it's a di- diverse fishery, that's for sure. 
And as far as for those that have never fished it before, Eric, and maybe want to head out that way and give it a try for something different, there's a lot of varying structure on otter tail as well, right? Yeah, it, it's, you know, there's flowage, there's there's water coming in and there's water going out, um, you know, so you got to be extra careful around the edges, but there's a lot of shallow water on that lake. Uh, there's a lot of deep water too, so you, you know, the, the first break, as we call it, you know, you've got five, six hundred yards of five feet of water, and then boom, it drops off, and then you've got mid-lake flat, and you've got humps, and so it's, it's, you just got to start with a type of structure. You know, I'm going to fish a, a break, right? I'm going to, and, and, and I, I, I know I sound like a broken record when I talk about this, but don't be afraid to fish on top of the break. Don't be afraid, even in the wintertime, you know, what I, I, I always, be, not always, but I, I believe that when those walleyes are actively feeding, they're up on top. Now, a lot of times you won't find anything up there and, you know, you got to spend your time in, in 20 to 25 or 30 feet of water. Um, but when you do locate those fish in those deeper waters, sometimes they're just hanging out. They're not, they're not really eating. They're just there. So if you have patience and you can tolerate less quantity and, and, and you're going after quality fish, I don't be afraid to fish seven feet of water. I know it might sound crazy, but, but they're up there. Is it a fairly... Clear Lake, Eric, or a little bit on the murky side? Super clear, gin clear. Um, we, you know, we love, we, one of our favorite activities is sight fishing. We'll, we'll set up in eight, nine, ten feet of water, cut a big hole, and, 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 you know, there's perch down there that can keep the kids entertained, anyways. You know, you're at least watching something. And then every once in a while, here comes a rogue walleye. Um, and again, usually those, those fish that we see up shallow are usually the bigger fish. But it's, to answer your question, it's gin clear, super clear. And a pretty good night bite out there, too, for those that maybe want to, you know, spend the, spend the night out there? I, it, well, it, it comes and it goes, right? Like, there, there's that magic hour, you know, whether it's sun up or sundown. That's usually your prime time. I know a lot of guys that as soon as it gets dark, they, they load up and leave. They just, they don't. Um, maybe it's because they got to get up and go to work in the morning. But, but um, I, I, yeah, we've caught fish through the night. Um you know, the, the, especially if you have a fish house, right, and you can set your rattle reels down and take a nap, and then you get, you know, woke up by the best alarm in the world. Um, <laughs> they, they, I wouldn't say that it's better than those prime times, but it's certainly worth a, a, a sleepover or two. You know, one thing we were talking with Mandy last week about was on Malax how gold just seems to be the ticket out there. Is there anything that's that's with otter tail a certain color that works better than anything else out there, Eric? I, I find that as natural as you can be, you know. So so it can just be a, a old school gray hook, right? If you're if you're using minnows, um, a lot of times if I'm using reaction baits, whether they be jigging wraps or ripping wraps or ripping shads. Um, Perch, you know, the, 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 those walleyes are a lot of times feeding on perch. So if you can match the hatch, so to speak, and you can get into those perch color variations. Um, I, don't, I don't know if it's just I use those colors because I have confidence in them or because they work, right? Like it's, 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 it's a, you know, if you, have confident in a, if you have confidence in a color, go ahead and try it, but just don't be afraid to switch it up. If, if you're marking fish and you can't get them to go, then, then it's time to change. 
And one of the things you and I have talked about many times on the show, Eric, and, and it's kind of a phrase that's been coined is out that way is known as panfish paradise. There's a ton yeah. of smaller lakes around Otter Tail that really can yeah. produce. Has that been good this winter too? That's been phenomenal. I, and I, I, I can't name names, right? Like I, <laughs> people have asked me on Facebook, well, what lake? And I'm like, I, I just can't name names. But if, if, a, if a person sits down with a DNR website and looks at the, 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 the net data, you can find these lakes. Um, yeah, we, we got into a crappie bite uh, a couple weeks ago. It was a short window. It was right before dark, you know, 445. But for an, a solid hour, it was 13-inch crappie, 14-inch crappie, 15-inch crappie, 13-inch crappie. And they were all just thick and massive and had shoulders. And it, it was, a sh- again, it wasn't an all-day thing, but that, that hour was, was lights out. And so, and, and that particular lake, if you didn't have a track machine, you weren't, and by that I mean a snowmobile. If you didn't have a snowmobile, you weren't getting out. Uh, there was so much slush and, and junk. But as, you know... As we get cold here, a lot of that flush is starting to freeze up. Just you're just going to have to proceed with caution. You know, you have a plan B or a plan C. Um, but yeah, the, the panfish bite. And the good news is that panfish bite can go until April, right? Like, like we're halfway through the ice fishing season when it comes to panfish, and you know, you can get into some giant bluegills, you can get into some giant crappies. Um, and uh, yeah, it's it's that that's a, a that's a, I, I don't want to say a guarantee, but but if, if you put in your homework and you do your studying, you can you can have a pretty you can have world class pan fishing right over here. And do, are you doing anything special, especially when you were catching those crappies? Anything tactic wise special there? We were using uh, rip and wraps, the ultralight rip and wrap. It's a number. There's a number three and there's a number four. Um, and and we were just aggressively jigging the whole time, and then when a fish engaged, we didn't stop jigging, but but instead of a big up and down, we we, we kept you know fluttering that fluttering that rip and wrap or that fluttering the the rip and wrap. The the other thing, and and I don't know if this was a thing or if it was just coincidence, but the boy it was the boy and I, and he was reeling the he was reeling the bait. We were about fifteen feet of water. And he would reel the bait all the way up and then let it flutter down. And for whatever reason, maybe it was just timing or coincidence, but after he would do that, fish seemed to appear. And then we would go into a, you know, a steady rhythm of jigging. And then as the fish got engaged, we'd, we'd make those strokes shorter and tighter. But you, we never let it sit still. If you let it sit still, they, they seem to get bored. So. So there you go. Plenty to be done out on the Otter Tail Way if you want to head uh, west of the Brainerd area. It's not too far of a drive, and as Eric said, there's some pretty good fishing now. People are already thinking about open water. I know I've talked to a lot of people who are sick of winter already. Yeah. Um, hey, Governor's Fishing Opener is happening on Otter Tail this year. Yeah, and, and again, it, we're, we're, we're trying to make the, the 2020 Governor's Fishing Opener as, as countywide as possible. So there will be certain activities that take place on Otter Tail Lake. You know, there'll be a send-off and a shore lunch and those types of deals, um, and those will be on Otter Tail Lake. But, again, we're going to use this Fish Donkey app, and we're inviting the general public to come and uh, beat the governor at his own fishing derby, if you will. <laughs> and you can fish any lake in Otter Tail County. We're, we're not giving away a truck or $10,000 cash or anything like that. It's more about uh, 
bragging rights and, and maybe a traveling trophy. But but we've got some fun games planned um, to really try to highlight. You know, we we have more lakes in Ottertail County than any other county in the United States. I don't know about Alaska, but in the continental U.S. down here in the lower 48. And so our goal with the Governor's Fishing Opener is to really try to highlight the, the number of lakes that we have and the, and the diverse outdoor recreation opportunities. So, yeah, it's going to be a, it's going to be a fun one. Yeah, so looking forward to that as well uh, coming up here this spring and more on that uh, as we get closer to it because Brainerd Outdoor is going to be very uh, heavily involved as well. That's Eric Osberg with the Outdoor Report. You can check him out at theoutdoorreport.com. Eric's all over social media as well. Eric, I appreciate it, buddy. We'll talk to you soon, okay? Yep, thanks, Brian. More of Brainerd Outdoors after this on B93.3. Welcome back to Brainerd Outdoors on B93.3. Thought we'd talk a little open water fishing. I know we touched on it earlier in the show at Nate Blazing, but I know people got the itch to get into spring. There's no doubt about that. Ray Gildow joins us with the Nisswa Guides League. And uh, Ray, you've got something that uh, open water anglers may find interesting. And I like to kind of feature a technique this week that not many people use, or maybe a lot of people have never used, but it's a very, very good, effective technique for all of our area lakes, and that's hair jigs. And hair jigs have been around for a long, long time. But the new hair jigs, if you go into any of your bait shops and look at the varieties, you're going to be amazed at the hair jigs that are on the market today. And the reason they're out there is because they are very effective. Small hair jigs will pull in panfish, crappies, um, you know, and uh, uh, sun sunfish, whereas the larger uh, profiles are good for walleyes, bass, and northerns. And the jigs come in many new profiles and colors. Some guys use jigs uh, just plain, and others tip them with live bait, plastics, or live bait imitators like gulp leeches or minnows. And uh, you can catch uh, these uh, fish on these large baits, because some of them are five or six inches long, and some of them are smaller. Uh, you can uh, jig them real quickly, um, rip jigging, or you can just let them slowly drop into the areas along vegetation or even inside the weeds. Uh, hair jigs are something that's been around for a long time, but I don't think I hardly ever see anybody using them. So just the tip of the week, I would say, Give a hair jig a try. Go down a fleet farm or wherever you buy your tackle and check them out. And then just finally, I'd like to kind of feature one of our little area lakes again this week. And this week it's Sylvan Lake, uh, which is technically in Cass County. It's not in Crowing County. It's near Pillager. It's not a, a very large lake, <laughs> and Camp Confidence is located on this. There's about an 894-acre lake. There's about 11 miles of shoreline. The maximum depth is 57 feet of water. And the landing, the public landing, is on the east side over by Dade Lake, uh, just by Camp Confidence. That's where the, uh, the public access is. And this is a nice little lake. And it does have special fishing regulations because for a number of years it got really, really heavily fished. And uh, it was a great crappie and sunfish lake, and it got so much pressure that it was uh, really getting small in size and small in numbers. So a number of years ago, the DNR put a five-fish limit for crappies and for sunfish, sunfish rather, on that lake. Uh, the lake is primarily managed for bluegills, black crappie, and walleye. 
And most of the walleyes that are put in this lake are fingerlings, and most of them are put in by the DNR and some by the Lakeshore Association. Um, the, the bluegill catch is uh, pretty good in numbers, but the size isn't real big. Uh, they're coming up, though. The crappie uh, size is coming up since they've put these new regulations on. And walleyes and other species anglers may encounter due to the stocking efforts by the DNR uh, are modest in numbers, but the average size is a respectable 19.8 inches uh, in the, some of the trap in the samplings they've been doing with the largest walleye sample at 23 inches. So those are nice size. Uh, but it's not a lake that you can run over to and expect to come home with a limit of walleyes every day. <clears throat> the northern pike catch rate is about 6.8 per gill net, which is slightly above average, and the average size is a little small. Uh, so there's you know there's a lot a fair amount of pike in that lake, and and a and a really a good number of bass. It's a it's really primarily known as a largemouth bass lake by most of us anglers who fish the lake quite a bit. So. It's a nice little lake, uh, upper and sylvan, uh, lower sylvan. There are two separate bodies of water with a little narrows that runs between the two. It's a pretty little lake. It's a great place to go if it's too windy to go on the big lakes. Uh, give it a try. So that's this week's report, Brian. There you go. That's some great stuff, as always, from Ray Gildow and Nisswa Guides League. You can check him out at raygildow.com as well as all over social media. Great stuff, Ray. We will talk to you next week, buddy. All right. Sounds good. Thank you. And that'll wrap up this week's show. Don't forget, you can catch Brainerd Outdoors just after 7, Saturday mornings, Sunday evenings at 7, and Monday mornings at 5, right here on B93.3. Also, stream the show live if you're out of town, away from your radio. Uh, We can get the stream at BrainerdOutdoorsRadio.com. Just click on the Listen Live tab. While you're there, check out our sponsors page, links to all of our great sponsors. And we're all over the podcast networks as well. And I know a lot of you like to listen or revisit the show that way wherever you download your favorite podcasts. Just search Brainerd Outdoors and uh, subscribe, rate, and review. We'd appreciate that as well. We'll see you next weekend for another edition of Brainerd Outdoors. I'm Brian Moon. Brainerd Outdoors has been brought to you by The Power Lodge, SCR Northern, Thieland Meats, Tracker Boating Center, Vimert Outdoors Archery Pro Shop, S&W Bait and Tackle, Oars and Mine Marine in Crosby, Northern Sales and Manufacturing, your Ice Castle dealer in Pine River, Ice Sports Custom Fish Houses, Bermel Shoe Store in Randall, and by Radco, your truck accessory pros. Join Brian Moon Saturday mornings at 7, Sunday evenings at 7, and Monday mornings at 5 right here on B93.3.